I believe that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes. Yet, being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in our lives. In this podcast, I will share lessons that I have learned from my mistakes that have helped me to get one step closer to a more authentic version of myself. My name is Lonnie Was the Third, and this is what I did wrong. One day during a staff meeting at one of my former jobs, I learned the beginning of what would be my appreciation for gratitude. In this meeting, my supervisor at the time, she told us that we would be doing a new activity and the activity was something that would happen outside of work. She explained the gratitude sharing assignment. Essentially, we were going to find one person in our life that we would share three things that we're grateful for every day for a week. She mentioned that she had just did this activity with her dad and that it had some really cool benefits. The next week, I tried this activity out with a friend. We texted each other every day for a week, and it was life-changing. By the end of that week, I understood why my director had suggested the activity. Focusing on gratitude puts things in a perspective, like after I got off of that call or after I shared my three gratitude statements, it really put things in a perspective for me. Like I wasn't stressed. I wasn't as frustrated with the everyday things that were going on in life. Sometimes I can get so caught up with what's going wrong that sometimes I lose sight of things that are going well. I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. So for me, that usually shows up in the form of me trying to control everything or trying to make sure that everything is perfect. Since doing that activity, I've become more intentional about reflecting on what I'm grateful for more often. Gratitude is simply defined as a state of thankfulness and practice consistently. Gratitude can have a positive impact on your life. Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. According to Dr. Robert Emmons, the feeling of gratitude involves two stages. First comes the acknowledgement of goodness in life. In a state of gratitude, we say yes to life. We affirm that all in all, life is good and has elements that make life worth living and rich in texture. The acknowledgement that we have received something gratifies us, both by its presence and by the effort the giver put into choosing it. Second, gratitude is recognizing that some of the sources of this goodness lie outside of self. One can be grateful to other people, to animals, and to the world, but not to oneself. At this stage, we recognize the goodness in our lives and who we are to thank for it, who made sacrifices so that we could be happy. I cannot think of many exercises that just generally help us in everyday life to check in on what we're grateful for. So I think it's super important to check in with yourself to see what you're grateful for, to see what you've been given, to see what opportunities you've been given, to see what opportunities you have. When we're constantly moving really fast through life, it can be really hard to focus on what you're grateful for. You can practice gratitude anywhere by taking a moment to write down a few things that you appreciate about your life or gifts that you've received or people that are in your life. Gratitude for yourself can be done through meditation, writing in a journal, or even saying things that you appreciate about yourself to yourself. 
you can show gratitude for others by saying affirming words like I appreciate you, buying them a gift, or by doing a small act of kindness for them, all based on whatever their preferred love language is. The cool thing about being thankful is that it's endless. It's infinite. You can just keep giving it and giving it. And there's always new ways that you can find to practice gratitude. Gratitude is widely promoted as a positive thing. And I must admit that it has some profound positives. But sometimes I feel that gratitude is used as a reason not to think big. So that's where this conversation takes a turn. (laughs) There's a gospel song that has some lyrics that says this. Be grateful because somebody else would love to be in your shoes. And if you've ever been to church or you grew up in black church, especially, you know this song. Be grateful. Um, And although I understand the sentiment of that song, it can be really problematic. And here is why. The realities of this idea of just be happy with what you have can serve as a huge limitation to someone's growth. And it can also kind of undermine or dismiss the reality of the difficulty of their situation, their circumstances, especially when the person does not have their basic needs met. So the concept of being grateful on one hand, I believe in it and I practice it. But on the other hand, I do think that it can be a privilege in some ways. And I'm going to explain why. The concept of being grateful while still wanting more, they should not be mutually exclusive. So I'm not saying get rid of gratitude if you you don't have your needs met. But what I am saying is that you can be grateful and then realize that you want to have more success or that you want to make more money or that you want to have more abundance in your life. So... It is not an either or type of situation. I think it's super important to practice gratitude on a regular basis, but thankfulness should not be a penalty for your difficult circumstances, especially as a man of color, especially as an African-American living in the U.S. I feel that inside and outside of our community, we are simply expected to just deal with things and to be happy that we are still living. Right now, we are struggling with the idea that so many senseless deaths are happening to Black, innocent men. So do we tell them they should just be grateful to be alive right before they are accused of something they didn't do and killed by the police? Is that the mentality that we want our children to have? that if they are given a small portion of something, that they should be happy and shut up. Now, I don't want you to mix up my idea of gratitude with simply saying thank you or being grateful that you received something. So I'm not talking about simply someone giving you something, you're saying, hey, thank you, I'm grateful for that, and moving on. I'm talking about gratitude as a lifestyle. So gratitude as a lifestyle is saying that you're always thinking about the positives. You're always thinking about what you're grateful for. And I think that especially for people of color, especially for marginalized people, especially for those who do not have their basic needs met, throwing at them, well, just be grateful that you're alive, be grateful for anything you have, is not necessarily the healthiest thing to do. And 
it took me a while to kind of write this because I don't want it to get misconstrued, but I hope that it comes across right. So, of course, I'm happy to be alive. Um, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be living. But there's something about being alive that is great. But then there's thriving. Thriving means that I'm grateful for living. I'm alive. But I'm living in abundance. And I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about physiological things, spiritual things, relationships, um, my outlook on life. I'm not saying that your life should not be without adversity. I'm not saying that life will be easy. But what I am saying is that I think that sometimes telling people to just be grateful where they are is sometimes a setup for failure. And it's limiting. So I just want us to consider that. Thinking about gratitude in this way has me thinking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, do I have any psychology geeks out there? Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a motivational theory in psychology comprised of a five-tier model of human needs, often depicted as this hierarchical, hierarchical, that's hard to say. Um, It's this pyramid, right? And what it's saying is that you need five specific things in order to reach the fifth level at the top of the pyramid, which is self-actualization. And those things are based on needs that have to be met at some basic level in order for you to rise to the next level. Of course, life is not linear, so take it as a grain of, of salt, but I have come to find that This theory has been really helpful for me in a lot of areas of my life. From the bottom of the hierarchy upwards, the needs are physiological, safety, love, and belonging, esteem, and self-actualization. So at the bottom are your physiological needs, food, water, warmth, rest. Literally, that's it. The next one is safety, security, safety. Um, So as I talked about black men in this country, if you are a poor black man or black person, you may not have food, water, warmth, rest or safety. So how can we expect you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps? So I don't want to get too far outside of this conversation about gratitude. Um, The third level is belonging and love needs. So intimate relationships, friends. The next level is esteem needs which is prestige and the feeling of accomplishment. Those are your physiological needs. And then at the top of that is self-actualization, which is achieving your full potential. And that's what I mean by thriving. That's what I mean by highest level of success. That's what I mean by highest level of self. That's what I mean by living your most authentic life, being your most authentic self. That is when you can arrive to self-actualization. So my point is, if you are at the bottom of the pyramid and you do not have your physiological needs of water and food met, of course you can stop and be grateful. But I think that sometimes that becomes an excuse for people to not have to deal with the real issue, which is that the person's needs need to be met. Without many of your basic needs being met, it's really difficult, but not impossible to be grateful. And the cool thing is that during times of adversity for myself, 
being grateful has really helped to shift gears in my head to help me to get to a better place. Um, I've sat so many years in church sermons where I was told or the congregation was told to be happy with basically scraps, right? Like to kind of, you know, be so overjoyed about a little bit, um, you know, because to to whom much is given, much is required. I totally understand that and that something small can turn into something really big. But I think that it's super important to be grateful, but also to desire more. Be grateful, but also to plan for more. Uh, be grateful and expect more. And I'm not just talking about from this kind of touchy-feely, emotional rhetoric that is touching your heart, um, maybe in church or anywhere else, but it's something that lets you know that you have worth and you have to find out where your worth comes from. So I think in order to be totally grateful and to have a lifestyle of gratitude, you have to get to that point of self-actualization so that you know what you deserve, right? So how many times have you heard of people um, in relationships that don't have their basic needs met? And some would say, oh girl, he. do you think it's okay to say, oh girl, he's hitting you, but you should be grateful that you got a man? No, that's not right. You shouldn't be grateful that you have a man because yes, you deserve a man, but you also deserve a man that's going to meet your needs. So I just don't want gratitude to be dressed up in what a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing to distract us from the fact that we need to be on a journey towards self-actualization. We can't get stuck at trying to get our basic needs met. We need all of those basic and physiological needs met in order for us to reach our highest level. And I don't want being grateful to be a distraction for that. What I did wrong was not understanding the power of gratitude. Now I'm aware that practicing gratitude regularly can help me to refocus and recenter so that I am in alignment with my present and hopeful for my future. What I also did wrong was thinking that wanting to have more meant that I wasn't being grateful for what I had. But now I know that the two can work together in perfect harmony. Sing it with me. Thank you. Next. Thank you for listening to the What I Did Wrong podcast. As always, I appreciate your support. Catch new lessons each and every week on Wednesdays. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at LonnieWoodsTheThird or visit my website at LonnieWoodsTheThird.com. Until we meet again, remember that regret was meant to refine you and that your mistakes don't have to define you. I leave you in love, peace, and style. Until the next time.